How do you as a small business owner compete and win against larger competitors? We'll be discussing that with Steve Hauk from Boise Mattress on episode 22 of the Pete Primo Show. The Pete Primo Show is brought to you by my book, Sell a Million. Get your copy now at PetePrimo.com. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Pete. How are you? There's only 23 takes. There's only 23 takes, dude. Hey, man, you're running a professional show here. This is this is quite the performance. (laughs) So, Steve, my friend Jeff Janakovo begged me time and time again. I can't tell you how many times he said, you got to join this group. It's called the Mattress Industry Network Group. It's on Facebook. You've got to join it. And I'm like, no, I don't like that guy. I've heard bad things about that guy. (laughs) I I finally joined the group just to shut up Jeff. And I find out the guy that runs, it's not the guy that I thought. And so I'm glad I got a chance to meet you. I'm glad you you let me in the group. <laughs> anyway, your group you know, I was, was wondering awesome. why your invite was pending for so long, Pete. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, that's why I had. The funny no thing idea. Is, is, I had to beg Jeff to join Jeff's group. So I guess he begged you to join mine. I had to beg to join his. So. <laughs> So listen, before we get to the question, um, how to compete against larger competitors when you're not the biggest guy on the block, and we want to cover that for for our uh, uh, for our business owners that are listening, I, I just want to talk about this group, this mattress industry network. Um, what kind of led to this, and who's it for? Who should be joining this group, Steve? You know. To start at the the history of the group, um, first the four founders, uh, Greg Gent, um, Dan Ball, and Daniel Herndon and myself were all part of probably the group that you didn't want to join. And <laughs> we saw the we saw the way that group was heading, uh, and uh, you know we decided that we were gonna gonna branch out, do our own thing that we didn't want to be associated with that image of that group. And uh, so we started almost a year ago um, and we're almost up to you know 800 members, um, 800 members in less than a year, but we've done a really good job of vetting every person that comes into our group um, is tied to the mattress industry. They're either a manufacturer a retailer, uh, a rep, um, some way they have to prove that they're part of the mattress industry to join our group. That's awesome. 800 uh, members in, in a year is, is really amazing. But what I'm enjoying about this group is you have a really interesting group of, of people from a lot of different, um, a lot of different retail store owners from, from all across the country. And you've got, you know, some really heavy hitters in the industry and in, in there. I mean, it's a, like a who's who 
of of the industry. You have some really good reps and some really good VPs and owners of manufacturers in there. I mean, it's yeah. No, we've do we've done a good job that, of <laughs> connections, man. We've we've reached out to uh, you know good reps like you and and just tell you, you know, if if really if you want to be in the best uh, mattress industry group. Um, join us. I mean, we share the the latest news um, as our, you know, as our uh, motto there is build market, sell, succeed. Um, so our, our goal is to help you build a better business, uh, learn to market that business. And then, of course, we can all improve our sales skills sometimes uh, just by motivating each other. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, that's the premise of the group, build market, sell, succeed, and then don't be afraid to ask for help. And, and I mean, we've got probably thousands of years of experience in the mattress industry combined. So somebody has got an answer for you. Yeah. Yeah. And you have, I mean, you have lots of different viewpoints, which is really important. And, you know, one of the things that happens in, in retail is there are regional differences and there are differences between urban stores and suburban stores and stores that are out in the middle of the country. And, and there's different ways of approaching marketing those businesses. And, you know, some there could be a retailer out there who he or she thinks they're on an island and nobody really understands their problem. I would challenge you with this. If if you feel that way, if you own a retail store and you feel that way, come and join this group. And I can guarantee you that you're probably going to join. You're probably going to find at least one, maybe 10 other people that are in your same unique situation that you guys can really start to connect and start to share information. And the most powerful thing that you can do as a retailer is to share information with each other, especially when you're not competing against each other. So if you're, you're, you're in different areas and this person isn't a, a direct competitor, um, you can really share some ideas with each other. Have you thought about doing a, a mastermind with this group, Steve? I think you could do so it. We have, we have, we've done, I mean, we have done a variety of different um, calls and trainings and all sorts of stuff. I think I just want to hit on what you said, you know, the variety of people in our industry uh, or groups across our, our industry here. Um, I mean, we, we have everybody from the discount mattress uh, retailer, the stack them deep, sell them cheap. Uh, to the, you know, the Jeff Janakovos, um selling high end, you know, trying to hit that ten fifteen thousand dollars uh, deal. So um, there's no shortage of people in our industry, a variety of, you know, I mean, one man shops, uh, five to 10 chain stores to full regional stores, you know, Ashley Home Stores. And we've got a huge uh, impact and reach in our group. So there's no, you're not at it alone. That's, that's for sure. Nobody in this business. I mean, it's, we're all selling rectangles. So uh, if you need help with that, there's help in our group. 
And I think the biggest benefit is the only qualifier is you have to be in the mattress industry and uh, we don't charge you for advice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, one thing I, I, I didn't say is it's a free group and uh, the amount of, of knowledge in the industry is just amazing. Um, and there's going to be somebody in that group that can help you. I don't, I don't care who you are, or where your store is, whether you sell high end, you sell low end, you're in the middle, you're a one store mom and pop, or, you know, you're a general manager and you run 10 stores and you need answers and you need answers now because something's not quite working. Um, some of the discussions that I've seen, and I don't chime in on some of these discussions because it's not my area of expertise, but I love seeing them. I love seeing the discussions on financing on financing programs that are available. And, you know, that has become such an important part of our business, Steve. It, it's almost like, you know what, you can have the, the, the best of everything, but if you don't have really good financing, um, a, a well-rounded uh, package of financing, both long-term, short-term, no credit check, you name it, you need to have it because you can't afford to let a customer walk out without buying uh, these days, even though traffic's been good recently. What would you say? You know, about? I think the best, the best financing right now is coming from the Joe checks or the, as the, the, uh, everybody that's came into my store this weekend said the stimmy, the stimmy is the best financing right now. But, it is uh, zero, zero, zero down, zero, uh, zero interest. And uh, away we go. $1,400. I've, you know, one of the, one of the guys in our group posted a, a video that they did for their Facebook marketing where, you know, they priced everything at $1,400. So, <laughs> it's uh it's humorous, but no, definitely financing helps, you know, helps anybody compete in this industry. Rather, I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what size business you are. You have to have, you know, if nothing else, a no credit needed financing, but, uh, you know, that high-end customer is always looking for long-term financing. And it has nothing to do with their inability to pay, but, you know, they're smart with their money and they'd like to hold on to it as long as possible. So it's, yeah, uh, absolutely. you know, I'm that guy, right? You know, you use that 0%. Nobody goes out and buys a new car and says, oh, you know, I just want to throw my my 50 grand down today if i can do it for zero percent for five years yeah yeah absolutely so how did you get in this business steve you know you don't want to know the answer to that but sure. i'll say a con artist now maybe not a con yeah. artist but i was definitely scammed into the mattress business and uh you know and there's a variety of people in our group that have been, you know, they know um, where I came from or, you know, or coming from similar situations. And uh, just know the best way to be in the mattress industry is independent. You can do it by <laughs> yourself. You'll, you know, just know that, you know, there's buying groups out there 
that truly do uh, help you, you know, whether that's, you know, brand source or nationwide or, you know, there's there's true ways to to get the best of this industry uh, without having to go through a third party. Yeah, there, there's there's no question about that. And I have um, I have heard some of the pitches of some of those groups and, you know, it's some of the assertions that are made are so ludicrous. I probably the best way to say this is I'm just lucky and blessed that I ended up in this industry because there are some industries with a lot of really bad people in them. In general, this industry is loaded with really good people. I mean, really good people that will help you. And uh, I, I'm sorry that you kind of came into it the wrong way. No, but no, and and I absolutely agree. There's a you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of good people uh, in the industry, and I would just say, like you know, being in being in the mattress industry isn't a hobby or a side gig, as is there's some groups out there uh, selling it that way. Like, yeah, it's not literally. Yeah. If you think that this is a side gig. Somebody else is out there doing it better than you. I promise. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's the second gem right there, Steve. Um, not a side gig. You have to be a, a student of the game. Um, uh, I'm going to be 61 in August and, and I'm still a student. I, I learn something every day uh, from retailers that are half my age and I, I learn new things and I love learning. And I would say this, if you're thinking about coming into the mattress business and you're thinking about doing it as a part-time gig and you think you're going to make a ton of money and put no effort into it, you are just so sadly mistaken and badly misled. If you want to come into it because you can change people's lives and because you can change the way somebody uh, lives their life, you know, when you look at uh, sleep, Sleep is one of the the three legs, it, nutrition, exercise, um, and sleep recovery. Those are the three uh, stools to, to the wellness, uh, you know, stool, the three legs to the wellness stool. And if, if that and, excites and you that you can change. Go ahead, Steve. Oh, Go ahead. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Pete. No, you know, science has proved even more importantly uh, now. Sleep is the most important leg. It is right. I mean, it is uh, sleep is more important than diet and exercise and weight loss, um, yes. which is just a crazy facet, right? I mean, uh, when we look at what what happens when you are sleep deprived, more likely to be diabetic, more likely to suffer from uh, mental health issues, more likely to suffer from memory loss. I mean, the science is finally starting to catch up. And yep. I mean, and that's what we sell every day, right? We, I like yeah. to say, I, you know, I sling rectangles for a living, but definitely uh, we're selling life improvement. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anybody that's watching this on video and you're like, Hey, it looks like you guys are going to go on for another half an hour. We are. Um, and you want to pick this up on your favorite podcast. 
go ahead and do that. You know, Billy and Simon have done a great job. Uh, you can listen to this on any po- podcast platform. You name one, I'm on it. So feel free to pick this up on any podcast, your favorite podcast. Uh, platform. And if you want the links to the show, just go to peteprimo.com. That's my little commercial, Steve. I'm done with that. Listen, um, we've had some side conversations about science. So I want to dig in a little bit on that because, you know, one of the things, you know, that I think that we have to recognize as an industry is we haven't always done the greatest job in the world of really letting kind of science lead the way. Um, One of the things, you know, when I saw the very first study on, uh, on uh, sleep being more important than diet um, or exercise, I dismissed it. And then after I, I read about the third or the fourth one, I said, "Whoa, there's something to this. And then with my own kind of experiments, I've noticed that if I'm going to just, Focus on one area, focusing on the sleep piece makes the other two go really well. And if I really get aggressive with my exercise, I proportionately need more sleep. I need more sleep when I exercise more. So you can't increase one without the other and you can't decrease the amount of food that you're taking in and think that you're going to have lots of energy without getting some extra sleep to compensate for that. So just taking a step back. um, So you came into the industry and your introduction to the industry was not science-based, right? No. I mean, my introduction to the industry was, hey, you can sell mattresses part-time and make a full-time living. Right. I mean, okay. that's the, the concept <laughs> of, uh, so, you know, like anybody that wants a, a good lifestyle, I mean, I had just sold my business. Uh, I was in the financial services industry and I had just sold that business in my house and relocated And uh, you know, I was looking to do something else away from, you know, I vowed never to wear a tie again. And, you know, a f- friend of mine talked me into the mattress industry uh, telling me he could sell, uh, you know, I could sell mattresses wearing, wearing pajamas. So, I mean, there are people out there selling mattresses wearing pajamas. Shout out to, uh, you know, the mattress doctors down in Louisiana because, you know, they wear their little. The smocks. You know, doctors, yeah. <laughs> there's little doctor's pajamas every day. It's pretty comfortable, <laughs> but it's not my style. I like to wear pants. And uh, I just don't like to wear ties. I hear you. I hear you. Um, no, but be, so bringing in the science, Pete, is, you know, yeah, it's just my desire to, uh, you know, to one, gain knowledge, right? I mean, that's the, the biggest thing that every small business owner can do is, you know, master your craft, right? Learn everything you can about what yeah. you do. And, uh, yeah. you know, and in the mattress industry, it's no different than anything else. You got to learn uh, every aspect of the business from, you know, marketing, you know, being the, being the business owner, you know, the most important thing we do is market. We like to think that, you know, the moment the customer walks in and that customer education part doesn't come if 
you can't get them through the door. So marketing is yeah. the biggest challenge we face in our industry, especially as small retail trying to uh, compete with, you know, the mat firms of the world where they're out, you know, they're going to outspend you 10 to one guarantee it. So the money that you spend has to be well spent. It has to bring customers through your door. Yeah. And the one, the one thing that I would say to anybody that is a smaller retailer, you should not study big, dumb companies. It, 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 it is an exercise in futility. Do not do it. Studying big, dumb c companies. And I'm stealing that from Dan Kennedy. So Dan, don't get mad at me if you're listening to this. Um, I don't imagine you spent a lot of time watching Pete Primo podcast, but if you do, Hey, I've been a student for 30 years and thank you for all you you've done for me. You've made me a lot of money over the years and you've made my dealers even more money. Um, so let's talk about that a little bit, Steve. Um, your advice to a smaller retailer in today's environment, like when I was a, a CERTA rep in 1991, all right, um, we basically taught people how to do big display ads in newspapers, right? And, and there was no such thing as Facebook or if there was, it was just on the Harvard campus and it, it wasn't national yet. So um, what would your I don't advice even be? I think Mark Zuckerberg was alive in 1991. Yeah, <laughs> <maybe>. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Damn, Pete, you're old. I was in grade school. No, um, I, I am you old, know, brother. Uh, I am old. Obviously, you know, I've spent I've spent money on just about everything, but just know that bang for the buck, uh, you know, as a small retailer, we obviously cannot pull the mattress firm. We can't own every freaking uh, radio station's airways, right? I mean, they, they will outspend us on radio, you know, a million to one. Uh, I'm not saying don't do radio, just do it selectively and, and do it smart. Um, and then, you know, same thing with TV. Like there, I mean, there's good budget ways to do TV out there. Uh, there's some in our group that swear by TV. You know, fortunately for me, I'm, I'm a huge Google guy. Uh, I'm a Mac guy. I get, you can see the Mac in the background. I'm the iPhone guy here. But um, when it comes to advertising, um, you know, Google's, Google's king right now. And I'm not even a, you know, I, we started our business doing a lot of Facebook, but I, I do almost no Facebook anymore. We just focus on, you know, capitalizing on that Google audience because that's where they go. Um, that's where every mattress shopper is going to go before they come to store is they're going to go Google one. They're going to Google mattresses. They want to learn as much as they can, you know, and then uh, number two, they're getting the Google, you know, mattress stores uh, and mattress stores near them. So hone in on your neighborhood, focus on, you know, treating those people right and then find a way uh, to incentivize uh, the referral. So you're pushing them to your website 
Steve? Is that what you do? Or you push them directly to the store I mean, with we, a phone number? No, I mean, there's no true effective way. Like, you know, I was just selected uh, the Google business uh, to represent Idaho and uh, their economic impact. And I've, and the best part of that is I've got to spend some quality time uh, with some Google people. And I, I've asked some important questions. And unfortunately, like, man, if I could, I would just be in their maps, right? Like, that's where the person's on their phone, they're searching. And when it pops up, they give them the 10 locations closest to them right now. Uh, I would only advertise there. I'd want to be the number one guy there all the time. You can't do that through Google. So um, next, you will show up there. So focus on reviews. That helps get you, you know, towards the top there. And creating new content through your Google My Business also helps you stay relevant there. Um, but number, you know, the number two is you have to drive them to your website. And that's where Jeff and I think we part ways is, you know, I'm a price publisher. I, I am not afraid to compete against customers that or you know, other retailers that don't want to tell people their prices. Uh, for one main reason is it also sorts out customers. If you're looking for the cheapest deal, uh, you're probably not going to come to me because it's not going to be on my website, right? I'm not going to advertise a $99 queen mattress. Um, won't be there, so I'm not the guy for you. And you'll see that uh, right from the website. And now we just sorted out one customer coming in that I don't have to, uh, I don't have to listen to their aches and pains of you're too, you're too expensive or trying to upsell them. So um, not that it's impossible to upsell them. I'm just saying we're trying to narrow, narrow that focus to people that truly want uh, a good deal, you know, but they also want expertise. Um, they want help in deciding their mattress and uh, they're not just there because of price. Do you advertise a range of prices or typically just one price per size? I don't advertise price at all. Okay. There's not, there's it's not, just, it's on your way. I mean, in my, yeah, in my, in my actual Google ads, I'm, I never advertise price. Okay. So does, and I mean, the people aren't looking for price, right? I mean, I hate to say that, but when they're looking for your, when they're searching their Google ad, I mean, if you look at Certus, um, uh, there are little marketing campaigns that they do, right? Save $500 off. I mean, we don't give them a starting price. That $500 that you're going to save is off an adjustable base and a mattress. That combo sets $3,500. So we're going to save, you know, 8%. Like, you know, so they're smart. They know that the bigger number is is to advertise $500 off or that they're just having a sale. Really what they're looking for is somebody that's relevant and, and near them, right? And they're going to click on that ad and hopefully you're going to educate them on your website 
and find a way to convert them from there. Okay. So how important are reviews to you? If you're a big Google guy, I would say they're pretty important. You know, so I've spent a lot of time talking with Mike Magnuson and, uh, and I just listened, I listened to their whole, you know, first series or first season of their podcast the other day. And uh, I would say, you know, it's really important, right? Reviews are really important, but they're really important for different, for me, for different reasons. Like I actually don't care what the customer says about me. If they have something bad to say, um, great. Like, I mean, I went through, I ate at a restaurant yesterday. My wife and I went out to lunch and, and I was, you know, being a small business owner, like first thing I do is if I get good service, I'm going to give a review. So I jump on there and I start to give a review and man, the food was great and blah, blah, blah. And then I published it. And then I started reading the other reviews and I'm like, damn, these people think that they know everything about, you know, burritos right? All these customers that are leaving, (laughs) you know, three and four star reviews. I'm like, man, like these guys must be like world-class chefs. So I had to go in and I had to go in and edit my review just to make up for all the other stupid reviews that were on there because like, man, this guy, like clearly there's too many people watching the food network that think that, you know, they're like, Oh, this is an authentic Mexican food. I said, no, you like, I didn't go there to get authentic Mexican food, right? I go to Mexico to get authentic Mexican food. (laughs) I went there to get a really good burrito. And, uh, you know, like, they're like, oh, well, you know, I prefer my Mexican restaurants without, you know, with people that don't speak English. I'm like, well, how's the waitress going to take your order? Like, (laughs) you know, so all these stupid reviews out there, and same thing with, you know, with the mattress stores, right? Oh, well, you're too expensive. If that's your complaint that I'm too expensive, maybe you're too cheap. I don't get to leave you a review, right? Maybe you're there. You're, I don't know if you can say bad words on your podcast here, Pete, but you, you, you know, can. maybe you're you cheap can do anything you want. Maybe you're, <laughs> you know, there, there's customers that come in that are just cheap asses, right? And yeah, and they know it. They're at, they're and, they're everywhere, by the way. <laughs> as soon as I see right. him, no matter where I am, I run the other way. <laughs> <laughs> no, or like the other day, I get a big, you know, I get a big customer in and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm trying to sell them a decent bed. And how do you sell a customer a decent bed? You know, if you're 300 pounds, like you're going to wear out a cheap bed. Like if you don't want to spend money on a quality bed, uh, then you need to focus on the diet and exercise part of that sleep, you know, cycle, because uh, like, you're not going to get a good night's sleep if, if you're that big and you don't want to spend some money. So spend the money, (laughs) get a good bed. Maybe you'll lose some weight. I mean, that's mean. I need to lose weight, you know, but, uh, and there's a lot of cheapskates out there that don't understand, uh, the importance of a quality bed. And I'm not saying you have to drop 10 grand, right? I'm not even saying, you know, for some people, you don't have to spend a thousand bucks, 
but you're not going to get it on a 199 queen mattress. No, no, that's the understatement of the year. So listen, I'm going to take a little uh, break here and I am going to read a chapter of my book. It's only two or three minutes long. If you have any comments, I'd love to hear them. For those of you who have my book, it is chapter 61, Kodak Moments, on page 93. The use of photographs in marketing is typically underutilized by store owners, and it's a mistake. Photos are a great way to convey customer success, and they are an excellent way to engage people and help build community. You don't have to go to the expense of hiring a professional photographer to use photos in your business. However, for certain types of photos that might be necessary, and oftentimes the more down and dirty approach of a simple cell phone photo is more effective and realistic. Here are several different types of photos you can use in your marketing efforts. Pictures of happy customers. Pictures showing the reward of using your stuff. Pictures showing the effect of not using your stuff. Before and after photos. Enlarged photos detailing your product. Pictures of you with happy customers. Pictures of employees with happy customers. Historical or legacy photos. Happy customers getting their delivery. Customers flashing the thumbs up. Action pictures of you and your staff with your happy customers. Happy customers holding an I love heart symbol with your store's name on the sign. Happy employees with happy customers. That last one's my favorite one. Happy employees with happy customers. You're not going to have happy customers if you don't have happy employees. So get your copy of Sell a Million by going to PetePrimo.com or Amazon. Either one. And there's one thing that I would add to this. When we're talking about pictures, you should strive as a store owner or a business owner to become an authority and a celebrity for all the right reasons in your small local community. So you want, you can go ahead and pull the. Are you, are you getting your guys loaded up, Steve? My driver just come in, so I was just telling him uh, okay. what to do real quick. Any reactions no, to, to that? Hit on that? You think I'm full, I'm to, full of crap? To hit on and, uh, don't, don't get my book. <laughs> you know, uh, so the other day I just ordered some big blown up product pictures. And I've got them, I've got them on the walls now above the products. So I would completely agree with that. You know, customer pictures are always awesome, but it's always awkward. Um, yeah. So it's weird. Like, I love putting that on Facebook, you know, a happy customer. And I'd love for them to share, you know, their testimonial right there. But yeah. damn, it's sometimes just awkward to say, hey, or, <laughs> will you uh, let me take a picture of you while you lay on this bed with the thumbs up? Yeah, <laughs> um, completely agree though like if if you're weird like that and you can like i'm not that i'm not rico suave like that you know just try and make sure that they're good looking people you know no <laughs> I, I just I, of, I i i disagree put ugly people up there too oh, do you know why oh, 
Do you know why, Steve? Because there's more ugly people on this planet than there are good-looking people. <laughs> but when I scroll through my Facebook feed, Pete, I just want to see good-looking people. Well, you do. You, know, you do. I it's, mean... all, it's all about those endorphins that Facebook releases anyway, right? Like, I'm only trying we... to get the positive stuff. I don't want to share the warts of my business. So... At our CrossFit workout today, we were talking about what people post on Facebook and what they don't. And I shared with them what conversation that me and Jenny had, my wife, about, you know, we're so shocked that this couple and this other couple are getting divorces and it seemed like everything was so perfect. So <clears throat> getting back to you should show testimonials and reviews and uh, with people who are attractive and unattractive because there are plenty of unattractive people out there that want to feel like they can come into your store, that they don't just have to be beautiful like you, Steve. You know, I'm the world's worst model, but I also fit in plus size and good looking. <laughs> Therefore, <laughs> Maybe I'm the perfect mattress model. I don't know. <laughs> do, do I model the Therlux HD or am I more of a, you know, I don't, I don't know which mattress would match up with me anymore. I mean, I sleep on an eye comfort, but I definitely can't model an eye comfort. I'm not sexy enough. I got to <laughs> stick with it. You know, I want to be like, Maybe that King Coil uh, extended life mattress. Thank God the Vera Wang uh, you know, uh, mattress collection is gone. That was pink. That would not have worked for you, oh. Steve. Wouldn't have worked. But I have always it might said have. it might have. Real men wear pink. I have, I've got a few pink ties and they look great, man. But, you know. Now Getting I'm, back now to I'm advertising. To think of if I were a mattress. Which mattress would I be, Pete? Am I the HD or am I, you know, the sexy new hybrid? I don't know. I think you're I'm definitely cold. According to, according to my wife, I'm definitely cold. So you don't have to worry about getting hot in my, in my presence. Now. So you <laughs> definitely have to be a face change mattress cover, right? Tick. And I think yeah. you would be a heavy duty hybrid, dude. I'm that's what I'm going with. Heavy duty hybrid, Steve. I'm with you. You know. So back to advertising. Yes, Man, sir. I don't even know I don't even know where to go from there, Pete. Like now I just see me dancing as a mattress. I know. I'm like Matt Man wearing my mattress I costume. So I'm like Allie McBeal and I am just, I'm, I'm exaggerating everything and making everything blow up in my head. It's just terrible right now. So, uh, I will bring you back. So advertising, you're a Google guy. You do have a lot of success with Google. Um, and you have guys in your group that you mentioned that do good with TV and, and radio and, uh, sometimes that can work, but other times you're just going to get outgunned by a larger competitor you know, at times. I think, you know, 90% of the time, anytime a big uh, competitor wants to compete with you in an ad spend, 
you know, they'll win. So, you know, that's where you got to be, uh, you got to be unique, right? I mean, that's when we look at how purple and uh, nectar came on market, like, I mean, nobody knows if those beds are good or not, right? Like, right. but they make really good commercials or did. I don't even, you know, I don't even know that they, their commercials aren't even that good anymore because their commercials in the beginning were so good. Like they can't even compete with themselves. That's true. So, I mean, I I remember the first Nectar commercial I heard. The only thing I could remember was really one year, one year. Everybody else is out there with, you know, 60 days, maybe 90 days, hundred days. Then they come up with one year. I'm like, my Lord. I thought yeah. it was strong. I mean, but I don't even remember that. Like, right? It's the guy, the gospel guy preaching. That's the Nectar commercial. Remember those ones? Ah, I don't remember that one. Must oh, so too much. Yeah, you're. Or, uh, you know, what was the the purple guy? Purple's had so many good commercials. But you just don't, gold, either gold. way. Yeah. Goldilocks with they purple can't. was crazy. Yeah. Remember that? And, the egg? I mean, the whole egg thing with purple? That was good. So now, so now that's their focus, right? Dropping the right. egg and the egg yeah. not having, you know, well, come on, you could drop an egg on almost any memory foam. All that tells me is that there's no support in that, you know, like it's not telling <laughs> me that it's a good bed. It's just saying, like, <laughs> good, you can catch. Like, <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's really what it does tell you, right? I mean, anybody that's laid on a purple can can really affirm, like, there's no support in a purple. No, it's, well. The more grid purple. they put in it, the less support there is in it, right? I mean, yeah, the thing well, isn't listen, designed to, for I don't big know. guys. I don't know how it would feel for a 120-pound woman. Uh, but I know that when I've laid on the, that bed, it feels like it's buckling to me. And that's, that's, it's a oh. horrible feeling to me. I, I feel them start. For me, fold. it feels like it's collapsing underneath me completely. Like I can yeah. feel the grid just flop over. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm saying. I'm saying I can, I can feel it just collapsing. Um, so it's not a good feeling for me. Um, Steve, I'm going to take just what a great second. Marketing. Great marketing. Uh, Facebook group, Pete Primo Sales and Marketing. And my newest member is Steve. Thank you for joining last night, Steve. I appreciate that. Whether you're a business owner or a sales professional, whatever industry you're in, you'll find daily tips and motivation to help you be better at sales and marketing. Join today for Pete Primo Sales and Marketing Group on Facebook. And the group is for any retail salesperson any business owner, um, furniture and mattress store owners will find a lot of value in that group. Uh, but I have all kinds of business owners in that group and really all kinds of salespeople in that group. It originally started off with just retail salespeople in it, but it's kind of, it's kind of spread out, um, over the years, but the group that I really want you guys to join and this is completely unscripted, so I'm really screwing Simon and Billy up, is the Mattress Industry Network Group. 
That's the group I really want you guys to join today. If you are in the mattress industry, you're either a store owner, a rep, a owner of a manufacturer. What are the other criteria, Steve, for your group? Oh, you know, pretty much if your life revolves around rectangles, join our group. I mean, that's the, the reality. You know, we try and we try and keep as many uh, outsiders as we can out of the group, but occasionally somebody will sneak in. I had somebody shoot me a message. You know, they just wanted my, they saw that I, I ran this group and they wanted my advice on uh, buying a mattress. So I was able to shoot them uh, over to, you know, a mattress guy near them. But it, yeah, if you, I mean, if you sell mattresses in any shape or form, uh, I mean, we all know the shape's rectangle. But if you sell <laughs> rectangles, uh, you know, I, I wish they would make a square mattress. It would just make people's life easier. Um, but if you sell rectangles or you service people that sell rectangles or, you know, yeah, I mean, pretty much if your life revolves around a rectangle, join our group. Um, whether you're a retailer, manufacturer, you know, or just a sales guy, you're going to benefit from from our group. And uh, Pete, I joined your group last night and already today, you know, this morning when I was doing my morning reading, I was like, oh, this is a great recommendation from Pete's group and Mark Hunter's new book. Oh, that's a great book. And, it's a great book. And I had, man, I hadn't read Mark Hunter in a little bit. And then that book recommendation popped up. So I've already in my queue of, of things to do today is check out that new book. So, yeah, I've uh, dude, I, um, I read that book three or four times all the way through as a paperback. And then I've probably listened to it seven or eight times. Um, it's really good. There's some really basic things in there, but then there's some not so basic things in there. And the thing that I love about it is it's really great for any business owner, um, anybody that needs to get control of their schedule. Uh, it, it's, it's an, you know, it's called a mind for sales, but it, it could be called a mind for business as well. Any business owner, any salesperson will benefit from that from that book. And you know, Mark is the salt of the earth. He he's a great guy. And you when, when as you go through that book, you you will start to feel like you know this guy. Uh, and there's pieces of all of us in, in Mark Hunter. He's a he's a very relatable guy, and he's a very down to earth guy. And uh, I, I'm glad I'm glad you uh, I'm glad. I think that, like uh, about ten years ago when I when I got into sales, I think I got on Mark's like email list back when uh -huh. he was like, just hey, coming man, up. I got, Oh man, he was spamming the heck out of me. <laughs> I don't know what, you know, maybe, maybe I changed my email address or something, but uh, I've not got an email from, from him in a long time, but you no, know, he, I mean, even back then he was creating great content. So, um, yeah, you know, awesome that awesome that he popped up in my feed this morning because I'm like, man, I know that name. 
I remember his pitches way back, you know, way back then. And then he kind of faded on me. So, you know, um, I guess that's the importance of, of our industry, right? Continuing to uh, educate ourselves. And, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that readers are leaders uh, in every industry. So um, it's very true that that is uh, that's very true. And, you know, I'll never forget this as long as I live. I was a horrible interview. I, it took me two years. I wanted to get out of retail for two years. The only reason I was in retail for nine years, Steve, is because I was a horrible interview. And uh, thank you, Nat Bernstein, for coaching me up and uh, and helping me get out. <laughs> Nat said, you know your problem, Pete? You're like begging people. And you shouldn't be begging anybody. Anybody that knows you and knows your record and knows what you've done and what you've accomplished in your career would jump to get a guy like you. And you need to start to value yourself. And so I just made like this little quarter turn and, and maybe knowing me because I'm an extremist in everything I do. I mean, I, I started lifting weights for my midlife crisis and I ended up being a, you know, a competitive power lifter and did 2,200 pound total as a 44 year old. <laughs> I mean, it's not normal. It's just not normal. So I more than compensated and I probably drove, uh, Barb, um, uh, McKay back then, uh, crazy when I interviewed for CERTA because I wasn't going to leave there without them saying, uh, uh, yes to me. So I kept trying to close them and there was no closing them there. And, uh, basically, um, they called me back a, a day later and, and offered me the job and in a way I went, but, um, I'm a big believer in, 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 uh, readers or leaders, Steve. I, I think that that's true, but I asked Jeff Allen, the guy that hired me, I said, Jeff, why did you hire me? He said, Pete, there are two, two things that stood, stood out on your resume. He goes, you know, you had all these awards and all this stuff. He goes, I don't care. People can make that stuff up. I, I, and I don't even bother checking on it. He goes, I don't, I don't care about that. He goes, the one thing that you said was that you paid your way through college 100%. That impressed me. Um, and the other thing that impressed me even more than that was that you self-educate on a continual basis that you listen to tapes that you read. But the thing that I liked the most was that you listen to everybody that you are in the store with and you learn something new every day from the people you work for. And listen, sometimes we learn, you know, my grandfather, <clears throat> he had a man cave before man caves were a thing. And he had this huge fishing net, Steve, that kind of divided his man cave away from the rest of the cellar. And when he would travel, he would come back and he would put these like little plaques up. And I'll never forget this one. It's burned into my brain forever. I, yeah, I'm almost 61 and I still remember it as a 10 year old. And it, it's not like he read them to me. They were just there and I read them. And the one thing, the, the, this one quote said, no man is ever a complete waste. He can always serve as a bad example of what not to be. And I'm like, you know, sometimes you see somebody doing something stupid and you just go, 
I'm never going to do that. But that's education too. And that is learning too. Le- you know, part of learning who you want to be is learning who you don't want to be. Do you want to be obstinate? Do you want to be unreasonable? Do you want to be unruly? If you do, God bless you. But that's not me. I wish more I people learn- would want- take that advice on the road, Pete. You know, like, man, I, oh, you know, I learned dude. the kind of driver I want to be in traffic, yeah. right? Like, yeah. No. Well, Steve, no, listen, yeah. I, I was nine years in retail and, and, you know, probably should have been seven years in retail if I wasn't such a horrible interview. But what those years taught me was what it felt like to, to need a rep to call me back because I had an important question. I was actually trying to make this dude or do that money. And they're not calling me back. And I said, Lord Jesus, if you ever give me the opportunity to be a rep, I will always call my dealers back. I can't believe. Well, Pete, Pete, maybe more reps need to spend some more time in retail. Yeah, I think so. that, that, That would be the lesson of the day is maybe some of these reps really, they need to go back to retail. Um, yeah. Because, man, I will I will tell you in the last year, if, if COVID hasn't revealed anything in our industry, it's revealed a lot about, you know, partnerships, relationships, good reps, bad reps, good companies, bad companies, you know, and, and part of that, you know, the joy of that is knowing, hey, what a good rep looks like, right? And you can find those good reps in our, in our mattress industry. Uh, group and you know guys like Pete you know or you know one of my f- favorite reps um you know is Rob Johnson um he's I know Rob I worked with Rob and, uh, in Sutherland I love Rob Johnson yeah I mean great you know great guy um great guy there's, knowledgeable, there's a lot of truly there's truly cares of, about his dealers that's what separates There's a lot Rob. of great reps in this industry. And you wouldn't know that if you weren't part of our group, because there's a lot of people that have a lot of bad reps, a lot of yeah. bad reps. Like it is, yeah. it is not the normal for a rep not to return your phone call, right. Or to ignore you and pretend like you don't exist. You know, and unfortunately a lot of those reps belong to the same company and I won't even say which one, but just know that they're a top brand. You know, that's there our group are is also top, there, there are several top also brands about with bashing, less than... bashing brands a little bit. You know, we do like <laughs> like you have to have some tough skin if you're a manufacturer in this industry, especially if you provide really crappy service. That's, you gotta uh, keep going because yeah. it sounded like you were starting a riff. Well, so I was really starting. You don't have to pull up. I'm loving this, dude. Go, go. No, I can't. I can't. uh, I can't. You know. So the downfall of of lead, you know, being one of the leaders of of this group, is like I've learned that my opinion matters more than some others. Right? Like I get phone calls returned uh, that you know a year ago before we started this group we couldn't get. Um, we've, we've been able to solve some problems for some dealers as well. 
Like, I mean, because you can reach out to people in the, in the group. And, uh, I mean, there's VPs of Sealy, there's VPs of Serta in the group. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I, ho- there's I a hope lot, they're there's still a lot. in the group. I hope they're still in the group yeah. after today. No, um, there's a but- lot of VPs in there and there's a lot of, uh, owners in there too. And some of them are yeah, very, I mean, very good. Um, the owners of good. bed tech being in the group, you know, yeah. there's some, uh, a lot of owners of regional manufacturers. I mean, there's, yeah. There's some good, I mean, English speaking people in our group. The other group we were part of before, you know, it seemed like half half of them were uh, Indian manufacturers or something. I'm like, how does that benefit us to have an Indian manufacturer in there? It would be nice if I didn't have to pay tariffs. Like, I don't know, but let's, so we focus on keeping people in our group. Uh, However, Indians have a British accent. Hope that doesn't offend your producer. I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of that, <laughs> I need to do a little quick commercial for my buddies because they, they actually sponsor my show, my book and uh, get super cereal sponsor my show. And l- let me tell you something, Steve, you know, in 2015, I did my own podcast, did it myself. And it was a lot of work. Now, all I do is I show up, I do the interview, I talk to guys like you, Steve, and everything else, all the hard stuff, they take care of everything. They they publish it, the little bit of editing that needs to be done, they'll do that. I used to do that myself. And I'll tell you what, it shows up everywhere. Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, uh, all the podcast platforms, there's new social media that we don't even listen. What's going to be Facebook 10 years from now doesn't even exist right now. So, you know, there's going to be new social media and I'll be posted on the new social media as well. So anybody out there, if you want to get started with your own show, it's never been easier than with these guys. I get super serial. Talk to Billy and Simon about how they can help you get started with your own show, book a call at Get Super Serial. That's right, Serial, C-E-R-E-A-L, GetSuperSerial.com. That's my commercial. Steve, back to you. I thought you were selling a new form of Wheaties. <laughs> I love these guys. Yes. They they, they do such a good cereal. job for me. <laughs> No, I was like, wait, where did you guys come up with that name? So that sounds super like a cereal. Whole... I like, I like that. I mean, I'm a huge cereal guy. I have six kids. So we eat a lot of cereal. So South park, yeah. it's a South park reference. Well, so I would never get a South park reference, Simon ever in a million years. I have Simon in my ear. It's a South park reference. Oh, you know, <laughs> I could get started on, on, you know, we, we grew, this is the world we live in today where everybody's offended for everything. Yet we grew up watching South park. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> like I, South park should have prepared us better. Oh, Lord have mercy. Well, don't get me started on that subject because What I would say to any salesperson or business owner, life is already tough enough. Don't make it any harder than it already is, guys and gals. Just, you know what? 
you woke up today. Things you may not be Pete. perfect. Go ahead. You mentioned, Pete, that you were a bad interview, right? That you spent nine years in retail because you were a bad interview. So yeah. a few years ago, I thought about going back into you know financial services, uh, the industry I came from. Uh, one, because I love residual income. Um, it, you know, nothing says uh, I hate work more than people that get residual income, right? Because in ten years they they quit caring about their customer and they just collect paychecks. Um, but I was a I, so I interviewed with this guy, and I was a horrible interview, mostly because I've learned one thing being in retail, and uh, also owning my own business for as long as I have is, man, you got to treat people right. Like that's primary, right? Like you got to give yeah. somebody like from the moment you meet them, like you got to give them some respect and not yeah. act like you're, you're better than them, which um, right. is a, is a weird thing because in that industry, a lot of people, it's about appearances, got to drive fancy cars. I got to do this, that, or whatever and then uh you know so that guy was a complete jackass so the whole time he's trying to interview me i'm thinking this guy's a complete jackass and uh you know fan you know fancy watch and yeah i'm a watch guy but i'm a smart watch yeah. guy like rolex doesn't mean anything to me because it tells time um and he you know and then he's like well you know if I like you, we'll call you back for the, the next interview. And I looked at him and I said, dude, don't call me back. Like, I really don't want to work for you. <laughs> I was like, well, so, that was actually so one I, of that the was tips a really that, bad interview. That was one of the tips that, that, uh, that, uh, oh my Lord. Matt Bernstein uh, gave me, he goes, Pete, you should be interviewing them at the same time they're interviewing you. Because let me tell you something, if you're going to work for this person and you are not connected, don't, don't do it. As a matter of fact, you have every right to say, you know what? I don't think this is going to work, you know, and you did that. So I'm proud of you, brother. Oh, I, I mean, you should. I should have walked to. out three minutes into the interview and saved the 27 minutes. Like spiel. Literally half hour interview. I should like the moment I I walked in, like I should have just said, ah, oh, sorry. I wrong, wrong building. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, which is why I'm in the mattress industry, because I get to interview people every day. And I get to be nice to them or pretend to be nice to them. And you get to like, you could be any character you want between customers, right? Like, yeah, you yeah. know, I can't work for anybody else, Pete. Yeah. Well, that's kind of why I do the independent rep thing. I, uh, I, I did the company thing and, and it was good. And listen, you know, one of the things that I learned is, you know, my very first company I got on the road with was probably the best company in terms of being run like a professional business and, and learning how uh, the chain of command works properly. And you're an ex-military guy, so you understand that pretty, pretty well. But, you know, I was never in a 
corporation or anything. So I didn't know how any of that stuff works. So I learned all that, you know, learned, uh, learned the entire business basically from Bob Sherman when he had one factory in Beloit, Wisconsin. And when I left, they had three factories and you know what? I was there for, I forget if it was two years or three years, but I learned an awful lot, an awful lot. And, uh, a lot of what I, I still teach is basics that I got from those guys. And, you know, I'm always willing to learn how I met Jeff Janakovo is I said to myself, self, everything that you've ever learned, you've learned either through a trade magazine, Furniture Today, or you learned from Bob Barb and Jeff at Serta. What if it was wrong? And I said, do my dealers deserve me to have a marketing education and be able to help them with their marketing? And the answer was yes. And that's actually how I met um, Simon, my producer. And also how I met Jeff Janakovo, uh, Simon actually introduced us. Uh, we were both at a Dan Kennedy super conference down in Florida. And, you know, we both spent a couple grand to be there or a few grand to be there. And, um, but that's fun. That's fun stuff. I mean, it's, uh, you know. Pete, how long do you think uh, independent reps are going to be left in this industry? Oh, that's a great question. Well, <clears throat> I mean, cause there's a lot of, I mean, you guys are getting old, right? I mean, the majority of you, there's still some that are, I want to say like I'm young, but I'm fairly young for this industry. And when, when we look at the demographics in, in our Facebook group, like, I mean, it trends towards older men yeah. primarily. Yeah. Um, so where do we, a, where does your side of the industry go? I'm not, my side of the industry has already been fading, right? I mean, retail, um, I think we'll see some resurgence. Mattress industry, um, stores, we're not going to go away for, for certain reasons. But I mean, through COVID, I think some of these brands have kind of put you reps out to pasture. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. That that's, that's happened. Uh, I think that's a great question before I dive into that. And I will, I think the better question is company reps because, um, there's, there's some ebb and flow on, on that whole thing. I've seen uh, where companies have uh, gotten rid of their reps and then realized they made a tragic mistake and then brought them back. Um, they won't be without reps for long, Steve, because when you're a manufacturer inside four walls and you don't have legs, eyes, and ears on the street in your dealers, you don't know what's happening to you competitively. Now, if you have a bunch of lazy reps, don't go visit your, uh, your, your dealers and give you no intel. It's not much better. And so, I mean, I understand both sides of this thing. Um, I've been a VP of sales twice. Um, I think that company reps are in more trouble than independent reps because independent reps, you don't have to pay their expenses. They pay their own expenses. Um, independent reps legally are in a treacherous position. 
Um, basically, companies can do anything they want to you. The only protection that you have is really having dealers that you're close enough with that would actually drop them over you. And that's a very unusual relationship. And I've had it, I've had it happen a couple of times. You know, I, I, <laughs> I, I'll tell you a funny story years ago, like 20, 20, 25 years ago, I was working, um, for spring air and a, a guy that owned a, a computer company bought a mattress uh, franchise and he shouldn't have, he didn't know what he was doing. And, uh, they fired me a few days before they went chapter 11 and they went chapter seven about six months later. Well, in between there, I ended up going with a company called United sleep products and that company, I was at my very first market and I was telling them about my old territory. And there's one rep in Pennsylvania was asking me, you know, do you know the guys at Schultz? I said, sure. I know Jack Schultz. John Schultz hadn't even gotten into the business yet. John's a legend now. But I remember when Jack introduced John to me and told me not to take advantage of him. I laugh with John every now and again. I go, yeah, me take advantage of you. It's like the other way around, dude. John's a great guy. But Jack and me had a great relationship and I loved him like a brother and he loved me too. And I'm trying to tell these guys and they're like kind of doubting. And so you've got to understand, you got the general manager, you've got the VP of sales and you've got the rep from Pennsylvania. And I'm talking about Schultz and, and you can just tell that they're like, you know, there's, you know, there's no way you're this close to Jack Schultz because, you know, Jack Schultz is a, is a brilliant retailer, does a lot of volume. He's hard. He's tough. He wasn't tough. You know what? He just wanted to be treated fairly. And, and guess what? If you worked hard for Jack Schultz, you are golden. And so here comes Jack. Here comes Jack and John up the steps. And uh, Jack grabs me and hugs me. This is pre-COVID, right? <laughs> hundreds of years ago and and he's grabbing me and he won't let me go and he says i told those mother effers i'm dropping them blah 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 you're the best rep i've ever had i love you and he's saying all this in front of the other guys and i'm like jack please don't drop don't drop spring hair because of me just do what's right for for your company but i do want to show you what we've got to offer you. And I, you know, I'm not the rep in Pennsylvania, but I still think you should take a good hard look at this line. And so he did. And you know, those are Sorry, the kind I've of relationships. One second have. here. This one's my delivery driver. All yeah. Things. Take it. This is a first. Hello. Yeah. So I will carry the show while he's actually dealing with a real life situation with his delivery driver. And what am I going to riff on? I am going to riff on the mattress industry network, his Facebook group. You got to join Steve's Facebook group. It's a great group. Lots of really great retailers in there. Great reps. 
lots of great information. There's owners of manufacturers in there that you as a uh, retail store owner would never meet in a million years. Are you back now? You want to interrupt my I'm riff back. now that I... I'm... <laughs> you know, nothing like solving delivery issues. Yeah, it's part of retail, man. It's part of retail. You know, but anyway... The hardest job I have every day is dealing with employees, yeah. customers. <laughs> yeah. You know, customers are uh, the easy part. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, one of my, uh, Tony Amato, who's a, who's a friend and, uh, the, the whole family are friends of mine. I've done business with them over 30 years now. And he said, you know, Pete, if, if people don't teach their children certain values, by the time they get to me, it's too late. I can teach anybody how to deliver a mattress. I can teach anybody how to sell a mattress, but if, if they're not good people, if they're not responsible, if they don't tell the truth, if they're not honest, if they haven't learned the lessons that every normal, good human being should have learned by the time they're 15 or 16, you know, so there's very little I can do with them. And I, you know, I feel like I can manage people as good as anybody, but you know, they have to come to me with certain basics. And sadly, a lot of kids are growing up without the basics. They don't respect people. They don't respect themselves. They don't show up on time. Um, one of the things that shocked me a few years ago, I, I, I showed up to an appointment and the owner's just like shaking his head. And I go, Steve, what's wrong, dude, what's wrong? And he goes, he goes, you know what, if I, if I would have ever accepted a job and I didn't show up for work the first day, my dad would have kicked my butt. I said, my dad would have kicked my butt too. Why? What's going on? He goes, huh, just, just had a guy didn't show up. Didn't call me. Yes, Simon. It's Steve Munchen. <laughs> <laughs> My, uh, me, and Simon, so right, me and Simon have been working too long together. <laughs> right before COVID, I hired like last February. So about a year ago, I hired two people. One guy, like I thought he was a, a great young, you know, young kid. I thought, oh man, this guy's going to be really good. Um, and I don't, so I don't traditionally hire, like I only hire people that I get good service from typically somewhere else. Uh, where yeah, I know yeah. they pay less than I do. So mm -hmm. also that sets the bar, right? I don't have to pay a ton. If, if you're, if you're coming from the, you know, from the pizza place, like obviously I pay better than the pizza place. I hope. <laughs> so, so I, you know, I, I go and, and I, you know, the pizza, there's a pizza place right next door to me. So as you can see, like this is pizza. Um, so I go over there for like a few weeks and, and I'm eating pizza and there's this really young kid and he's, he's pretty sharp, seems sharp. So I say, Hey dude, you want to make more money? Come see me. So he comes and sees me. Kid shows up two days. This is great. Like first two days of training. This is doing really good. Ghosted me. No idea what happened to this kid. Ugh. Like, he doesn't even work at the pizza place anymore. So like, I don't know what happened to this kid. 
And then, uh, so then I had to hire somebody else, had to hire somebody else. And guy shows up for the first four days. And then on Monday he doesn't show up and I call him. I'm like, Hey, what's going on? He's like, Oh, well, plans changed. Like, well, whose plans? Cause my plan was that you were going to work for me. So like, are you going <laughs> to call and tell me that your plans changed so that I can change my plans? Oh, and then thankfully COVID happened and it was two people I didn't have to fire. You know, I didn't fire. I didn't, (laughs) I didn't lay off anybody. I paid, I, I knew that the rule with, you know, the PPP or anything like anytime somebody goes on unemployment, good luck getting them back because they can get a check for nothing. And, uh, so I sent them a check for nothing, but it had my name on it. So that they had to come back to work for me because they sure in the hell weren't going to get unemployment. Good for you. Good for you. So let's wrap up, man. I I've tied you up probably a little longer than I should have, Steve. And I really appreciate you coming um, in here and, and talking about your group and talking about some of the things that you've learned that'll help other um, retailers. If you just had three things, just three Three, three things that you are going to tell a retailer not knowing all the specifics of their business. And we know that you would customize it if you knew all the specifics, but three things, guy owns a sleep shop, guy or gal owns a sleep shop. What are your top three tips to help them make more money in three minutes or less? No pressure. Man, if I had, if I had three things, Pete, I wouldn't be here, right? Stop. Like, you already I mean, gave me three things. No. I could give them to you back right now, dude. You know, man. Be careful give who you hire me, would be. Can, can, you, can, you, can I borrow them? No, I yeah. mean, if, of course, hiring Google? is, you know, hiring is one, focusing on Google and really, um, you know, those reviews, know that they aren't that important, good or bad, but the that they're staying fresh in Google's mind is important. That way you stay relevant in the search engine. And then, you know, number three is find a way to incentivize referrals, especially if you're new in the business. Um, The best way to grow is, you know, word of mouth. And, you know, to steal one from Pete's book, uh, from the chapter he read, like if you want to get that referral and you're, you're new to the industry and you're really even a new salesperson in the industry doesn't even matter if you're new uh, as a retailer, but if you're a new salesperson in this industry, snap that happy uh, customer pick, right? Get them to share it, get them, you know, share it, share it on your uh, Facebook page or wherever, but get them to share it. and reference you or your business that way um, you've got that built-in marketing man i mean everybody on facebook has has at least three friends that like them and respect their opinion um so if 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 not like don't ask them how many friends they have first Um, (laughs) like if they only have three friends yeah like Maybe not. No. Um, yeah. Even if they only have three friends, any referral is a good referral. 
right? I mean, that's the really that's, that's how true. mom and pop. That's how we compete on, uh, uh, as Pete would say, main, or uh, Jeff would say on Main Street, right? I mean, that's yep. that's where we compete every day. So yep. do that for us. You'll you'll benefit greatly. That's awesome. Steve, thanks a million. And thank you for hosting uh, the Mattress Industry Network Group on Facebook. If you own a retail uh, furniture or mattress store and you want to sell more mattresses, join Steve's group. You, you, will, you, will, you will greatly benefit and you will get information that you can't get anywhere else. You, you will truly, within a matter of six months of being in this group, you would have gained years and years of industry knowledge at warp speed, super fast warp speed. Steve, if somebody wants to reach out to you and get in touch with you, how do they do that? Hey, easiest way, you know, Steve at boisemattress.com is my email. And that's okay. Steve. You can see it right there. Steve at Boise. Man, Simon, I like you. <laughs> yeah, Steve at boisemattress.com. Or, uh, I mean, you can always reach out to me on Facebook, join the group, answer the questions. Uh, also, that's how we weed out people. You know, if you don't answer uh, the questions to join the group, there's a 50-50 chance whether or not you'll get approved. Um, most likely you won't unless you have, you know, manager at uh, Joe's Mattress or something in your in your Facebook feed, because if, if we can't prove you're part of the mattress industry, uh, you're not going to be part of our group. And I'd really like to reach out to retail or to uh, manufacturers and tell them, you know, it's a great opportunity to reach retail and get good feedback on what uh, is happening, especially, yeah. you know, small, small regional manufacturers, man, you guys, like small business, you can react to the market so much quicker uh, than these big uh, bureaucratic, uh, huge manufacturers. So do do a favor, join the group, uh, ask retailers what they want, and trust me, you'll win if you listen. And uh, and same thing for retailers, right? Ask your customers what they want, and uh, you'll win if they listen. Or if you listen, I learned that important thing because I hate memory foam mattresses, but I learned one important, valuable lesson, probably the most important lesson I've learned in the last three years. You, you sell what the customer wants. Yeah. Simple. You're not right? your customer. Like, you're not your customer. You're not your customer. Sell yeah. the customer what they want. That leads yeah. to less and returns. It leads to less everything. Uh, yeah. higher closing ratios, quit trying to talk them into what you like, sell them yeah. what they came to buy. Yeah. Sell them what they want and sell them what they need. And, you know, if you're brand new and you're very young in sales and you've barely made any money, there are people that are more than happy to spend, you know, more than a few thousand dollars at your store and you're limiting beliefs will kill you if you let it. And also if you are a recent retiree and you were making hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, whatever a lot of money is to you guys over a half a million dollars, 
and you look your nose down upon everybody that spends below five hundred dollars, you're gonna you're you're gonna kill your your store's business, and you're gonna kill your chances of success because you are not your customer. It works both ways. So let the customer buy what they want to buy, but guide them. You know, sell them what they actually need yeah. for them. Don't sell and- them junk. Don't sell them junk. Don't be afraid to tell them that they're too fat for that bed. <laughs> As we and said, with that, I am and, the HD hybrid. <laughs> you are the HD hybrid. And now Steve has a new name, HD hybrid. And with that, we are saying goodbye. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate you. I had a lot of fun. And this should be up and running on Thursday. So hopefully uh, we'll, uh, the guys will have it all ready to go by Thursday. Perfect. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, Simon. Thanks, other guy that doesn't talk much. Thanks, Billy. Billy. Billy, don't be a hero. If you guys don't play the music, I'm going to keep going. Thank you.